Welcome to the Rebuilding My Inner Abbey webcast, the webcast where we rebuild the inner abbey of your heart so you have a sacred place to meet Jesus. I'm Jeff Arrowhead. I'm the founder of the online spirituality program called From the Abbey. This is a spiritual spot check, reflecting on the charismatic gifts. Welcome to My Inner Abbey, the podcast that offers practical strategies for Catholic spiritual growth. Are you ready to unlock your heart and rebuild your spiritual life? Then join host Jeff Arrowwood as he offers practical ways for you to restore your inner abbey. The My Inner Abbey webcast starts now. In our last spot check, we reflected on the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit. In addition to those seven gifts, the Holy Spirit also gives us other graces in our confirmation that empower us for our mission. And these are specifically meant to serve others. These are called the charismatic graces, sometimes shortened as charisms. Often, these charismatic graces will supplement our natural talents and gifts. And we can sometimes miss them because we think that, well, this is just something I've always been good at. This is a natural talent. But as we talked about before in this spiritual project, the Holy Spirit goes beyond our natural abilities to do more than we could on our own. Through the charisms, the Holy Spirit works through us, and we actually partner with God in the mission of Jesus. That's a sure sign of a charismatic gift. Now, there are a lot of charismatic graces, and there's really no definitive list for them and no system to really classify and understand them. But if you look at the whole picture of our mission, we can actually categorize the charismatic graces into the same three areas of mission, priest, prophet, and king, that we divided Jesus' mission into. So let's take a look at each of these areas of mission, and then we'll look at some of the charisms that might help us in each of those areas. First, let's take a look at the charisms that empower the priestly mission, the mission to sanctify the world through prayer and sacrifice. And here are some charismatic gifts that may fall under this mission. Now remember, these are all instances where the Holy Spirit enters into our activity to do more through us than we could do on our own. So some of these may sound like normal, everyday things, but what we're talking about here is when the Holy Spirit enters those normal, everyday actions and gives it that extra grace. So for example, intercessory prayer. You know, this is something every Christian does. It means praying for other people. But when the Holy Spirit enters into this activity, people with the gift of intercessory prayer as a charism actually might know what to pray for before they're even asked. They just get a sense that this particular person needs prayer right now. Often they find out later that their intuition or what they think was their intuition was right, that the person was in a situation where Maybe they were facing a temptation, or maybe they were in physical danger, and they really needed a prayer right at that moment. So that's one example of how the gift of intercessory prayer might go beyond the normal activity of Christian prayer. Another example is sacrifice. Again, sacrifice is something we all do as Christians. We're called to do it, especially during Lent and Advent. But if this is a charism, The people with this charism find sacrifice, maybe not to be easy, that's not quite the right word, but to be delightful, to be joyful, because they're so in tuned to sacrifice as an act of love for others. 
There are other things that might seem like natural gifts or might start out as natural gifts that the Holy Spirit enters into, like um, music. People with the charismatic gift of music usually have the natural gift for music as well. You don't find somebody who, for example, never learned how to play the piano, suddenly after confirmation, able to play beautiful music on the piano. That's not quite what the Holy Spirit does in this gift. But what the Holy Spirit does do is he enters into the mission of a musician in order to bless others through the music in a way that's greater than the talent. Other charismatic gifts can take what is normally a private experience and make it public for the good of the church in the same way that some of the seven gifts of the Holy Spirit might. Two examples of this kind of charism in the priestly mission are the gift of tongues and the gift of contemplative prayer. These two gifts are very closely tied together. They're both the experience of intimate unity with God. As charismatic gifts, the gift of tongues and contemplation inspire you to go out and share the intimate love of God with others, to encourage them to deeper prayer as well. In fact, the Dominican order has a motto that reflects this charism, contemplate and then share the fruit of your contemplation. Those are just a few of the charismatic graces that empower the priestly mission. Now let's take a look at some of the charisms that equip the prophetic mission, the mission to participate in the truth of God through preaching and teaching. Let's start with the most obvious charisms, which are, of course, preaching and teaching. These are both charisms through which the Holy Spirit empowers human beings to lead others more deeply in the mysteries of the faith. Preaching is often a bit more practical than teaching. Those with the gift of preaching are empowered by the Holy Spirit to inspire others to deeper conversion and a deeper spiritual life. Often, preachers will teach from sacred scripture, but their main focus isn't so much understanding sacred scripture better as it is making sure people hear the message, the call to live the gospel. Now, it's important to know that not every priest has the gift of preaching. The gift doesn't always follow the vocation. In fact, different priests have different natural gifts and different charisms, just like the rest of us do. It's also important to realize that priests aren't the only ones to receive the charism of preaching. And that preaching doesn't only happen in the context of the Holy Mass. Laity are given the gift of preaching as well, to be exercised in the world in various ways. And finally, realize that the gift of preaching, as well as the gift of teaching, isn't always expressed through speaking. Preaching and teaching can both be done through writing, through art, through song, or in any other mode of expression. The gift of teaching is usually less practical and more intellectual than the gift of preaching, but it is still very much focused on deepening faith. The Holy Spirit works through the teacher to help others enter more deeply into the mystery of a relationship with God by understanding the faith better. Often, someone with the teaching charism will be given the understanding of a mystery of the faith that will help them to break difficult concepts down more simply or to offer deeper insight. The charism of teaching is therefore often paired with other charisms, such as the gift of the Holy Spirit of understanding. Prophecy is another charism in the prophetic category. Prophecy doesn't necessarily mean knowing the future, although sometimes it can, because what prophecy does mean is speaking the words that God wants people to hear. Sometimes God will share with us his will for the future, but often the message is a word of encouragement or a word of conversion. St. Padre Peel had the gift of reading hearts in confession and leading people to deeper conversion. 
And this gift is very closely related to the gift of prophecy. I have a couple of friends who have this gift as well. One of them is very aware of it, and she uses it to pray over people. And she's prayed over me. And I have to tell you, it's just amazing how personal and how beautiful the words that came through her from God to me really were. The words that she speaks through the gift of prophecy are very specific to the person that she's praying over. The other person exercises his prophetic gift mainly through writing. The things that he writes are so amazingly spiritually uplifting. He usually receives his words as private messages in prayer. But what seems like a private, personal gift becomes a charism when he's led by the Holy Spirit to share what he has written with others. And invariably, the message touches someone's heart at a place where they really needed to hear the message of love or conversion or trust in God that he shares. Finally, wise counsel is the gift of offering practical words of wisdom to help people through their problems or to give them right direction. Often, others will seek out people with wise counsel before the person is even aware that they have the gift because the people have identified in that person someone who lovingly guides them to better choices. The charism of wise counsel is related to the gift of the Holy Spirit of wisdom, and people will often have these two charisms together. But wise counsel is more practical than the gift of the Holy Spirit. It has more to deal with solving problems, with mending relationships, and with helping people find the best path to God's will. Okay, those are a few charisms that empower the prophetic mission. Finally, let's explore some of the charisms that fuel the kingly mission, the mission of loving service, in imitation of Christ our King, who washed the feet of the disciples and who sacrificed himself on the cross for our sake. His crown is a crown of thorns. The charisms that empower the kingly mission inspire us to loving service. And so the most obvious charism empowering the kingly mission is the charism of service. There are some people who are led by the Holy Spirit to go out and just spontaneously serve others. And they're not bothered by large jobs, and they're not bothered by small jobs either. In fact, these are often the people who you'll find cleaning the church or decorating for Christmas or Easter. The Holy Spirit allows them to see every act of service as an act of love that connects them to Jesus and that spreads the love of God in the world. For people with this charism, serving others in any capacity is a spiritual experience that brings joy. Leadership is the next charism that empowers the kingly mission. Obviously, leadership can also be a natural talent, right? But people with the charism of leadership are given a vision by the Holy Spirit, a plan to make that vision a reality, and the ability to lead others to see, adopt, and work toward that vision. So the charism of leadership is less about authority than it is about inspiring others and giving direction. Administration is often seen as the same charism as leadership because, let's face it, leadership and administration often go together in the natural order of things. But these are distinct charisms. Those with the gift of administration are very good at taking care of all the little details. Now, you may be tempted to dismiss administration as a purely human ability. Does God really care about how we keep the books or what the work schedule looks like? Well, St. Vincent de Paul was said to have the charism of administration and his ability to serve the poor without wasting anything that was donated to him seemed miraculous at times. 
Administration is an important charism because it often leads to justice, to everyone getting what is their right. It also ensures that the gifts that God has given don't go to waste. Another charism that empowers the kingly mission is the charism of support, which I have also heard called helps, but I find that word helps a little weird. My favorite description of the charism of support is that of a catalyst. A catalyst in a chemical solution is something that changes the chemical composition, but is not part of the chemical change itself. It helps the chemical reaction to happen without being changed by that reaction. So someone with the charism of support is very much like a catalyst. They lend support to a group or to a leader without needing to take over the leadership. They have no particular gift for the grunt work either, though they may participate. But they make sure that the people don't lose heart, that the rest of the group stays on track, and that everyone keeps a good attitude. Support is one of those charisms that seems on the surface to be unexciting and maybe of little value, since these are not the people that really get things done. But when you are in a group with someone who has this charism, the entire experience changes. Groups with a spiritual catalyst enjoy working together. They cooperate better, and they stay true to their purpose. The final charism in the kingly mission is generosity. Like the charism of service, generosity inspires people to find great joy in serving others. But those with the gift of generosity serve others by giving material resources, including their money. People who are inspired by the Holy Spirit for generosity sometimes need other people to hold them back because they can sometimes give to the point that they put their own material well-being into jeopardy. The Holy Spirit helps them to see their money and their material goods as ways of sharing God's goodness and expressing God's love. And they just want to give that goodness and that love to everybody. The Holy Spirit just flows through them, and love just goes out into the world. And that's what the kingly mission is all about. Now, this is not an exhaustive list of charismatic graces by any means. So don't limit yourself to this list as you're going through your discernment. But see if any of these gifts resonate with you. And if you can identify other gifts that might be close to the ones that we discussed in the spot check. Don't worry about being able to name your gifts or to clearly define them right away either. But think about how the Holy Spirit is working through you to serve the kingdom of God in one of these areas of mission. And remember that you can find show notes and other resources to help your discernment at myinnerabbey.com. This spot check is the last part of our spiritual project on discerning your mission. We have been working in the public courtyard of our inner abbey. I hope this spiritual project has helped you to get started on your service to the kingdom of God or to embrace your mission more fully. Our next spiritual project will be in the crypt of your inner abbey and we'll be preparing for our death and final judgment. Until then, I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to lead you ever more deeply into the joy of learning and living your faith. Thank you so much for listening to the My Inner Abbey webcast with your host, Jeff Arrowwood. You can find show notes, videos, and more at myinnerabbey.com. Register to be part of the live My Inner Abbey audience and hear about our upcoming episodes. Or visit From the Abbey on Twitter or Facebook at From the Abbey. Join us again for our next episode as we explore practical strategies for making real spiritual growth and help you restore another room of your inner abbey.